Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Kent for the new year. It is Thursday, January 2nd, 2020. How about that? New year, new decade, new Breakfast with Kent. We're standing on the mantle. What the hell? Why wouldn't we? It's a new year. Let's do things a little bit differently. Anyway, let's talk about sports brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Call Dr. Mike O'Neill at 317-849-2933. Make an appointment. That is a great New Year's resolution. Go to the dentist twice a year. Take good care of your teeth. Keep your teeth. Cardiac health and dental health inexorably linked. 317-849-2933. And you know what? Pick up a copy of, of Oops. Selling like hotcakes. I am absolutely humbled both by the volume of sales and the response to the book. It's just been fantastic. Makes me feel good. Anyway, let's talk about sports. Indiana University football. Tonight, get ready for your close-up, Tom Allen, right? We're going to find out what Indiana football is made of. Tennessee has been really, really good down the stretch after uh, some some rough goings early on in the season. They've really kind of found their stride. Indiana's going to have a tough time with the Volunteers. Uh, you got to stop Darrell Taylor, the linebacker. Got to keep him from getting to Peyton Ramsey. And you need to keep wide receivers John Jennings and Marquez Callaway. Uh, from running underneath passes tonight, if Indiana can do that, if Indiana can take good care of Callaway, Jennings, and Taylor, they got a chance to win this game. If you don't do that, if you don't account for those three players, you got no chance against Tennessee. I think this is going to be a tough one for Indiana. Just because it's been a long time since I've seen Indiana win a bowl, it's hard for me to believe they're going to win a bowl. They, they, we believe what we've seen, right? That's what we do. We're human beings. We haven't seen Indiana win a bowl game. I think it's been 29 years. I'm not sure. Been a long-ass time. So tonight, they've got another chance to get it done. The last Big Ten team standing yesterday, not a great day for the Big Ten. Michigan, they got drubbed by Alabama late. Alabama in the end. You know what? It it reminded me a little bit of watching Indiana play against other teams. You can hang for a while, right? Remember the other year against Ohio State. Uh, Indiana led with five minutes left to go in the third, and then Ohio State blew it open because they're just frankly deeper than Indiana is. They've got four and five-star talent, three deep at every position. Indiana, year to year, is lucky if they've got five four-star kids on the roster. Michigan yesterday... They hung in with Alabama for a while, then Alabama really, really stretched it out and uh, and got that win over Michigan. And then you, you did have a win for the Big Ten yesterday. Michigan beat Auburn in a game that absolutely no one watched because it was on against Michigan and Alabama. And then in the nightcap, you saw Oregon take on uh, uh, Wisconsin and beat the Badgers by a point. Badgers turned it over four times. Can't turn it over four times and uh, and expect to win a game. 
you, you kind of saw two guys that we're going to hear a lot about as the winter and then the spring kind of progress as potential quarterback targets for the Indianapolis Colts. You had Jake Fromm for Georgia. Georgia looked pretty good last night in their bowl win. Uh, Fromm went 20 of 30 for 250, two touchdowns and no interceptions. Justin Herbert, the quarterback at Oregon, he was 14 to 20 for 138, no touchdowns, one interception, but he won it with his legs. He had nine rushes, 29 yards for three TDs. And so Oregon winds up winning. Who would you rather have? Herbert seems to have like the physical structure, the arm strength, the ability to move a little bit that uh, is going to make him highly coveted. I don't think he's going to fall to 13th. So I I think he's kind of out of the question unless the Colts make a deal to move up, which I also don't see. Chris Ballard's going to talk to the media today. He ain't going to tell you what he's going to do in the draft. They haven't completed their evaluation of guys. What he's going to tell you is they've got to improve in all phases. It's a matter of process, blah, 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 blah. They'll go into free agency, having a, a much better idea in a month and a half what their needs are, or in two months, what their needs are and who they kind of need to recruit over the top of. And, and then they're going to act. What he's going to say today is, uh, frankly, not going to be very helpful, I don't think, in determining or in allowing us to know exactly what they're going to look at in a couple of months because they don't know what they're going to look at in a couple of months. Teddy Bridgewater as a free agent would be wonderful as a Colt, but there are going to be a lot of teams standing in line trying to sign Teddy Bridgewater. The Colts, they've got a lot of cap room, which separates them from a team like the Bears, who have very little in the way of cap room and very little in the way of draft equity. The Bears, I think they've got, uh, they have a second rounder and three fifth rounders among their seven picks. No first, no third, no fourth. I believe. the And that's what happens. You know, it, Ryan Pace looked like a genius for going out and getting Khalil Mack for two first rounders because in that first year, you gave up nothing. But in subsequent years, you gave up a lot. And if you've got a defensive coordinator like Chuck Pagano who's not going to use a guy like Mack correctly, then you've wasted the trade equity that you sent out to Oakland, now Las Vegas, as they continue to benefit from that trade, and the Col- or the Bears continue to not benefit from having those draft picks, you're stuck with Mitch Trubisky. You have no chance to upgrade at the quarterback position. So Pace, when he came out last week and said, he's a quarterback, he's a quarterback, because they have no way to go get another one. Unless they mortgage another future and, and, uh, and, and make another deal for a guy, which I don't see happening. Anyway, Bridgewater, is he going to be a cold? Is it going to be Herbert? Is it going to be from? Is it going to be Brissett? We don't know, and we're not going to find out today at 10 o'clock when Chris Ballard talks to us as members of the media. The Pacers, they host Denver tonight at Bankers Life Fieldhouse. For any of you who spent part of your New Year's Eve at Bankers Life Fieldhouse watching the, the Pacers absolutely disembowel the Philadelphia 76ers who are without Joel Embiid, you know what? You know how much fun this team can be to watch. Both both the first unit and the second unit, really, really fun. Uh, a great afternoon a couple of days ago at Bankers Life. Going to be a, a terrific night tonight against the Denver Nuggets. Hopefully, uh, Malcolm Brogdon is back from his injury. 
They need Brogdon. Pacers without Brogdon and Oladipo. Philadelphia without Embiid. And and the Pacers absolutely trucked the 76ers. Great game to watch. No drama, but that's cool. I don't need drama. I need wins. And we'll see if the Pacers can get one tonight. The next four games, if they can get the win tonight, they got a chance to go on a little bit of a run here. They are at Atlanta. Uh, today's Thursday, so they're at Atlanta on Saturday. They're at Charlotte on Monday. Then they come back home to play the Miami Heat next Wednesday, and they're at the Bulls next Friday. You'd win all four of those games. Miami here is going to be different than Miami down in Miami, uh, and that game should have gone to the uh, to the Pacers. Purdue, they host Minnesota tonight at Mackey Arena, 7 o'clock. I think you're going to see a different Purdue. I think Purdue uses the preseason to get ready for the Big Ten. All right, they're not looking to stack wins against cupcakes. That's not what they do in the preseason. They look to get themselves ready for Big Ten competition. I think tonight against Minnesota, you're going to see the fruits of that labor as Purdue gets a win uh, against Minnesota. Uh, This is going to be fun. I I think it's going to be an interesting year for Purdue, a completely different year than last year. Last year, they go to the Elite Eight. They win another, or at least a share, of the Big Ten regular season title. Carson Edwards gone, so who's picking up the slack? Everybody's picking up the slack. Their top five scorers are all averaging between 9 and 12.2 points per game. Purdue, very, very well balanced offensively, or you could say very poorly balanced offensively because nobody can shoot for the Boilermakers. They not only miss Carson Edwards, they really miss Ryan Klein too. Uh, Butler and IU, they both play Saturday at noon. Indiana, they travel to Maryland to take on the Terrapins at game noon on Fox. Butler will host Creighton that game on Fox Sports 1. Uh, Butler, coming up, we didn't have a, a breakfast with Kent yesterday. On New Year's Eve, Butler went to St. John's and took a 23-point lead early in the second half. And all of a sudden, that lead was gone. And they actually trailed, and Christian David had to hit a three-pointer with under a minute left to give Butler a lead that it would not relinquish. Butler winds up winning that game against St. John's. The Big East is going to be crazy this year. Uh, I, from top to bottom, they are really, really good. Anybody who spent some time watching DePaul lose to Seton Hall, that game looked like, for a while, it looked like DePaul was going to win that game and maybe not break a sweat. Then all of a sudden, Seton Hall got really good. This is going to be a fantastic college basketball season. Indiana at Maryland. You know what? Here's what the Hoosiers are going to do. Hoosiers are going to, in games where they don't think that they need to play really hard or really connected, they don't, and they make it dramatic. In games where they do, and this is me speaking from a place of hope, when they do, they like at Maryland. I think they're going to play hard and they're going to play together. They're going to grind it out and we'll see what happens. I don't see this being a blowout at all. I see this coming down to the wire. Indiana, maybe they steal one in College Park. We're going to find out on, on Saturday afternoon. The only downside is, man, it's tough on the road playing at noon because your your schedule is completely screwed up, right? you got to get up early. You, you got to get to the arena. You got to get dressed. And at noon, 
Do you really, I, I mean, is that the way your, your biological clock is wired to kind of grind and play hard on the road with that kind of schedule? We're going to see if Indiana can do it. A lot stacked up against it in that kind of, I know they played two games, but we're going to call it the Big Ten regular season opener. All right, because that's just what it seems like. You, you played the games a little bit earlier where you got run out of the gym in Madison against Wisconsin. You won an overtime game against uh, against, Nebraska, or, uh, yeah, against Nebraska at Assembly Hall. We'll see what Indiana can do against uh, uh, Maryland. Um, David Stern died at the age of 77 yesterday, and this was after about a three-week battle after suffering a cerebral bleed, and uh, so he's passed away. He spent 30 years as a commissioner of the NBA, and there are kind of two schools of thought about David Stern. One is that he benefited from great fortune in having uh, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, and Michael Jordan as centerpieces of a very, very marketable NBA product during the early portion of his commissionership. The other is that the guy was brilliant and from a business perspective took the NBA from an underperforming entity into where it's a global leader in sports at this point. Fans all over the world, they built something exceptionally special with the NBA and they continue to profit from featuring NBA, the NBA product as a global entity. Both can be true. Both can be accurate. Yes, David Stern absolutely benefited from Bird, Magic, Jordan, all those guys. You had great stars in the NBA for the first decade of David Stern being the commissioner of the NBA. You also had Dominique Wilkins, Isaiah Thomas. You had a lot of great basketball players during that. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, really a star-studded NBA during his first uh, seven years and really into his first 20 years. Um, but he was also, he, he had great foresight in how that business model for the NBA could be exploited for the profit of the owners. He made a lot of money for a lot of people and continues to make a lot of money for a lot of people. His legacy as one of the greatest commissioners in the history of sport, absolutely secure. Also dying, uh, Don Larson. Only perfect game in World Series history, that in Game 5 of the 1956 World Series. He was a journeyman who had one great afternoon, man, against the uh, Brooklyn Dodgers. And as a result, we all know Don Larson. If you're a baseball fan, you know Don Larson. And you've seen that highlight. Don Larson throwing the final pitch. Yogi Berra running out, jumping into his arms. The Yankees, they won that series in seven. Don Larson, the World Series MVP. Just a couple of years before, he, uh, the, 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 in, I think in 54, he had like a 3-21 and record. He got run out of, the, out of game two, didn't think he was going to get the ball again for another start. Wound up getting the start in game five. Casey put the baseball in his shoe. Don Larson took it through a perfect game. Unbelievable. That's baseball, baby. Let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we, on this second day of our new decade. We've got how many days in a decade? Roughly 3,653 in this decade. 3,653. And, and this is our second day of it. 
make it a great one. All right, if today's your birthday, you know, you, you got to celebrate like hell. Here are the people who should. Uh, Lindy Yeski, happy birthday. April Lawhorn Evans, happy birthday. The great Jim Powers celebrating a birthday. Renee Matthews, Darren uh, uh, Stewart, happy birthday. The great Zach Kiefer celebrating a birthday. Joe Krause Graves, happy birthday. And Jeremiah Johnson from Fox Sports Indiana, also celebrating a birthday. Like I said, if today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else. That's best done with an honest and specific compliment. Today, sports, nothing but sports. We're going to tell you what Chris Ballard had to say. He's going to say we're going to stick to the process. I'll tell you that in advance. That's what he says. He's an honest guy with the media, and I like Chris Ballard. Uh, but he's going to earn his money, not today as he speaks, but in uh, over the next three and a half months as he tries to build this roster into something better than what we saw this year, a 7-9 and nine team that is sitting out the month of January. Uh, we're also going to talk about and to the Indiana Pacers. They take on the Denver Nuggets tonight. I'll be on WIBC Radio at about 10.06 this morning with the great Kevin Robinson. We were uh, colleagues in St. Louis for a couple of years from 2011 to 2013 for Hubbard Communications, Hubbard Broadcasting, Hubbard Radio. So going to hang with Kevin a little bit and talk uh, sports and kind of wrap up the year and wrap up the decade. That's what we're going to do. I want to remind you that the uh, Pabst Family Foundation named me the author of the year. For 2019. I could not be more proud. Oops, you can get it at Amazon.com, and I suggest that you do. It's a terrific read, good bathroom reading, good airplane reading, uh, all about my mistakes. It is about the art of learning from mistakes and adventures. I've made a bunch of mistakes, so you don't have to. How about that? We'll talk to you at 3 o'clock this afternoon. Sports, nothing but sports.